Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. I've talked to so many people about podcasting, and some of them are existing podcasters even in the last week or two. And what I've realized is that many times it's actually not information that they're lacking. It's actually execution that they're lacking. So stay tuned for today's episode. I'm going to tell you how to get ahead of the curve on your execution. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. Now, today is going to be a little bit different episode, but it's really tactical. And I just want to give you four ways that you can actually make progress on monetizing your podcast. Now, before I get into the four ways, in case you haven't met me yet, my company is Team Podcast. We're all about uh, podcasters and monetizing. We're a full service production company, but I, in the last four years, have just done a really deep dive into this monetization thing, and I am focused on getting as many podcasts monetized as possible because I'm tired of seeing podcasters start and launch a podcast with no viable way to get any value back for themselves. And while they, they, you know, they're excited about it and thrilled to launch and all of that, like that euphoria is not enough to carry you through the hard times with your podcast or to carry you through the times whenever you're going to need to keep pushing and keep growing and keep doing more things. And so, by and large, we are an industry where more than 60% of the people that have started in it have failed. And I'm one of the voices in the wilderness pushing for change because I'm tired of people giving uh, you know advice that, oh, start a podcast, just start creating content, just put it out there, just put it out there, just put it out there. And three years from now, you'll be able to monetize it. Now, that's great advice for something like YouTube or something like that, where you've got to start and grow and just let it build momentum over time, but there's no mechanism in place for podcast to be monetized that way. You have to do it very intentionally. And as I've been coming off of uh, masterminds and conferences and podfest and speaking and talking to people and then having my own coaching and consultations, what I'm finding many, many times is that podcasters get to a certain point in their podcast journey. Maybe they've got 100 episodes or 200 episodes or 300 episodes, and they're to the point where they don't really 
have any real monetization or revenue coming in from their podcast. And the problem then becomes is they are so entrenched in the way that they've been doing their podcast and how they've always done it that it becomes very difficult for them to change. Now, many of them, and I've been talking to people like this all the time, who say, uh, yeah, we've just never done it. And at this point, our podcast takes so much time and we don't want to give any more time to doing anything else for it. Like we want it to become a revenue stream, but we didn't set it up to become a revenue stream. We set it up to be stuck in free content creation mode. And now we're pissed off that we're stuck in free content creation mode. And we are so ready to be out of it that we're willing to pay whatever we need to, not to have to do any more for their podcast. And so I'm seeing a lot of things that people have created where they sort of weren't thinking for the long term. They were just thinking, get it out there, get it out there, get it out there. And now they're sort of stuck. And it's costing them a lot of money in lost leads. It's also costing them a lot of money in consultation and coaching and strategy and the tactics to go ahead and write the ship. You know, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, we live in, I live in the Florida Keys. Um, so we're on an island and we have a lot of boats around. And I'm going to tell you, it's a whole lot easier when a boat is starting to take on water to bail it out before the actual gunnels drop below the waterline. Because once the gunnels drop below the waterline, that boat needs a lot more intervention to ever come back to the surface and ever be a viable vessel again. And so that's sort of what we're doing many times is rescuing these podcasts that have gone way far down the road of free content creation mode. And now they've realized they're so far off course that they're going to have to do a lot to change. And so I'm going to give you today four ways to move your podcast forward with monetization. And it is all to do with execution. And I see this over and over and over again, where it's not for lack of ideas. It's not for lack of a vision. It's not for lack of information and or education that people need. It's they can't execute and they don't know where to start and they don't know what the first step is. Or maybe they started and it got too hard too fast. It got too complicated and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know what the next path, step in the pathway was. And they just walked away and gave up. And so today I'm going to show you four ways to just really put yourself in to execution mode. Now, before I talk about this, um, let me just also give you a little bit of a let's just call it in quote, state of the union address and just say that um, we are, according to all financial analysts, um, we are heading for some tough times in the economy. We are heading for continued rise in inflation. You know, some companies are going to be laying people off and other companies are going to be growing and expanding. So there's just this shift that's going on. Meanwhile, unemployment remains low and we have record numbers of Americans leaving their job. 
every month. Like I think May was 4.4 million Americans just voluntarily quit their job um, last month. And so this is, it's like, there is no better time for you to double down on getting your podcast monetized as quickly as possible. Okay. And so that's what I want to focus on because I don't want you to be waiting, 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 waiting for the perfect way to monetize whenever there are ways that you could monetize right now and begin to see that coming in and begin to build something for you. And just like, you know, it's easier, you know, it's easier to have a, when you have a job to get another job, it's easier when you, uh, you know, when you've got something going, like that momentum gives you more opportunities. So what I want to focus on today is this thing of execution. So number one, my number one tip for execution and really just getting the ball moving for your monetization is don't overcomplicate things. Pick the lowest hanging fruit. And by that, I mean, like, what is your shortest distance to getting money coming in from your podcast. Some of you right now have a niche where there are people that already have offers and already have courses and already have all of the infrastructure built. They just need JV partners to come on there, you know, to, to find a place to come into their platform and say, here's an offer take me up on it, and then give whoever the podcaster is 50% commission for getting all the leads and getting all the customers in there. Like there are so many things. There are some of you that are in niches right now where there are plenty of physical products you could become an affiliate for. Or there are plenty of ClickBank products that you could go and find a ClickBank. It's funny because I was talking to somebody um, the other day and I was doing a consultation with them. And they were like, yeah, we've got this little product, blah, 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 blah. But we're not really wanting to fool with affiliates right now. So we're thinking about just throwing it on ClickBank and letting ClickBank do its magic. And I thought, you know what? Good for you. You're putting stuff out there and you're building these multiple streams of income. I have a client right now who just put out her first course, was terrified to do it. She she said the course was going to be a total of about 15 modules, and she had seven of them done, and she was going to wait another month, uh, four to six weeks to give herself time to finish it before she launched it. And I encouraged her with her seven modules that she already has launched to go ahead and do a pre-sale of the course and begin dripping out that content one module a week to the people that took her up on the pre-sale. And we set a crazy goal. We're like, you know what? Let's try to get 25. And this is a class for $297 or whatever. Uh, you know, two, yes, yeah, two, I'm sorry, 249. And after the pre-sale, it's going up to 299. So she had a $249 course and she, against her intuition, but, uh, you know, going with my advice, decided to go ahead and do a presale and put it out there to her audience. She had 38 people in her 30 days of doing a presale that bought. I mean, that's almost $10,000 that she got in her first month of presale. Many of those she got because the presale was ending, which meant the price is going up to $299. So she used uh, urgency to get many of those people to go ahead and convert. But had she waited six more weeks, 
she probably would not have even gotten 38 people because she was focused on one goal. And we set a goal. We said, crazy number. Let's pull 25 out of our hat. And I think at that point in time, you know, 25 was around $6,000. And I was like, what would $6,000 extra of income do for you this month? And she's like, that would be life changing. All right, let's go get it. Instead of getting six, now she got 9,400 and some odd change. And now she's got the confidence she needs to not just do it again. And now she's ready to build an evergreen funnel and do ads to for the class because it's an evergreen class about what a topic that many people are having to take a national exam on. So she has become so much more confident in her ability to create another course and put it out there and just continue the process. But the cool thing is, in one month, she's got $9,400. Like, what are you working on that could take a very short amount of time for you to just launch it? Think about the shortest distance from where you are now to getting money coming in from your podcast. Is it doing a virtual event? Is it doing throwing a challenge for your audience? Is it doing a live event, a, a meetup or something like that? What is it that you could do that you could charge for? Could you begin creating a masterclass? I, I've showed you in previous episodes how to take 30 days, create a masterclass and begin doing it, whether you need leads or whether you actually need conversions and sales, like the same process works both ways. You've just got to execute it. And I'm going to tell you this, many of you say, I teach people this and I teach people that. But then when we get down to the brass tacks of what is your framework and what is your method and what are your what are the steps to get someone there? You haven't even documented them. So get on it. Get your stuff documented and, and because that's what when it gets hard, people are like, oh, yeah, I can teach people how to do exactly what I'm doing and blah, 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 and get all these social media followers or whatever your niche is. And then when you ask them, OK, tell me what step one is. All right. What's step two? All right. What's step three? Then they start getting stuck. So know your framework, lay it out, and then figure out the shortest way to begin making money from your podcast, okay? And some of you, it's going to be affiliates. Some of it's going to be joint ventures. Some of it might be holding an event or course or workshop or class or whatever on your own. I'm just saying, don't overcomplicate it. You're not looking for perfection here. You, just like my client who did a pre-sale on a course that she was scared to death because she said, what if I don't finish the course on time? Then I can't deliver it. You know what? She was seven modules out of 15 into it. She already had a good jump. She gave herself a seven-week buffer, dripping the content out week by week. So she was okay. She had the opportunity to create a little bit of scarcity and urgency with her pre-sale. Okay, so number one, don't overcomplicate things. So many of you do this. Okay, so stop it, right? Number two, let go of perfection. The reality is nothing you ever do is going to be perfect or perfectly executed, right? So don't let it derail you. Anytime you're put, getting ready to put something out or getting ready to make a big move, I want you to think MVP. MVP is minimum viable product. So you want something bare bones that you can go and take to the market. And many times you can take it to the market in a beta group or, you know, sort of a pre-sale type thing. And then you can get feedback from your actual customers, your actual consumers, and then you can begin to iterate later right? But don't 
let anything keep you from executing, right? Because it's not perfect. Think minimum viable product and then go, right? Number three. Now, here's what we've really got to do. Set hard goals for yourself and then don't let yourself off the hook. Now, I am the world's worst and I set big, hairy, audacious goals and then I let myself off the hook. And I'm telling you, there are ways where you can hold yourself accountable or you can allow other people to hold you accountable. You can join my mastermind and I can hold you accountable. But if positive reinforcement and the fact that you're getting something out there does not work for you, especially in scary situations like this where you're getting ready to push out of your comfort zone and put something out in the world. And so now people have the opportunity to reject you. And now they have the opportunity to say your stuff isn't good. You're a fake. You're a fraud or whatever. And just confirm all of those things you've been holding in your mind all of those times, like you need, you know, understand this is not about positive reinforcement of getting it out there. This is also a time when you may need to use negative reinforcement on yourself if positive reinforcement doesn't work, right? Make yourself a goal where you're going to do something that you don't want to do. You absolutely do not want to do. You know, if, if uh, you don't hit the goal, by a certain amount of time, you've now got this consequence of having to do something you don't want to do, whether it's cut your hair or whether it's go to church for, you know, four weeks in a row or make a donation to an organization that you cannot stand, right? Give yourself a negative consequence. So even whenever positive reinforcement does not work on you, you've got that negative reinforcement sitting there that people know you're going to have to you're going to have to come through if you don't do it and force yourself to do it. Number four. Now, number four is a big one. Stop researching. Stop learning. Stop getting input from other people. Stop asking your family and your parents and whoever else and your spouse if this is a good idea. Stop all of that. Right. It, you've you've you know enough you've learned enough. There are enough resources that if you need to learn something, you can go in to do just-in-time learning and you can figure it out. But stop getting all of the research and stop with all the learning and stop with everything else and go into a period where the only thing you do and the only thing you are focused on is execution. I've seen this happen again and again and again. Somebody needs to update their website. And instead of just executing and doing it, they are like, well, I've put ads out there on Upwork and I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other thing and my website still isn't good. It's still terrible and blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is that you need to do. Maybe you need to build a funnel. Maybe you need to launch a product. Maybe you need to do a website. Maybe you need to reach out to your Dream 100 list and begin Begin making solicitations for doing some joint ventures. Maybe you need to, you know, do all of these things, but stop thinking about it, stop researching it, stop figuring out the best tools for it. Just go into a period when the only thing you do is execute. I found myself in this situation. I'm getting ready to launch a, um, it's, it's like a daily, like 30 minutes a day kind of thing where you can just like 
learn one thing and do it and it, it all the way it walks you through getting you to the point where you're generating leads and monetizing your podcast. And it's funny because I'm like you, I can get caught up in what tool am I going to use for delivery? And let me look at all these different apps and software companies and blah, 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 blah. And I finally just had to say, stop, Christy, stop looking at all this stuff because all this is doing is adding more to your shiny object syndrome that you already have. And what I did is the only thing I'm letting myself do on this particular project that I'm working on is create the content. Because once I create the content, how it's packaged and how it's delivered, it really doesn't matter. But Many times we never create the content, we never get it done, we never get it delivered because we get held up on which tool am I going to use? Am I going to use Thinkific or Teachify or Teachable or whatever it is, right? And so we, we get into all this research mode and we don't know which one it is. And then, you know, and, and here's the reality, until you're getting ready to launch, you don't even need to become a customer of those places, right? You don't even need to do a deep dive. So get your content done first. Get your frameworks down first. Get everything down first and then go ahead and launch it. Execution. So give yourself, maybe you've got this period over the summer. It's going to be a long summer whenever you're looking at news and dealing with the economy, you might be home more than ever because of gas prices or rising travel prices or whatever. You've got this time. Take this summertime to go into execution mode. And all you're going to do is execute. And maybe there's a book that you're supposed to have written and you haven't written it yet. Maybe there's a course you've been planning and you haven't done anything with it yet. Give yourself this period where all you're going to do is execute. And any questions that you have, you'll move to the end after you're done executing. Like questions like, what tool am I going to use? How am I going to deliver this? How am I going to put this out there? What platform am I going to sell it on? What's my sales funnel going to look like? Don't worry about that. Just get your thing built. And if you do that and only focus on execution you're going to be miles ahead of, let's just say, everyone else who just went to podcast and now they came home with 15 different ideas and they're going to sit there and just be enraptured in the euphoria of what they just experienced and never execute on anything. And that's the problem, right? The problem is so many times we don't actually get anything done. And the closer we get to launching something, the more we sabotage ourselves and the more we say, oh, this isn't any good. This isn't going to work. Nobody's going to buy this. Nobody's going to need this. Get yourself on the hook for executing and don't let yourself off the hook for it. These are things that I have to do to myself because I constantly have to rein myself in. You guys, there are more ways to make money online than I even have time for in a day, and I even have the attention span or whatever to focus on. And it, it's funny because my um, niece and her husband have been living with us and working down here in the Keys since January, and he's wanting to do something online. He's wanting to get you know involved in things, and he's got great ideas, and he's got this idea and that idea and the other idea and all these different things. So I've got him on one path right now of what he's got to do to execute and what he's going to do to get himself 
in line so that he can begin transitioning from working as a carpenter to being someone that is doing something online and not out on a construction site every day in the heat. And he can work anywhere and be location independent and make way more money than somebody that's willing to just pay him for his time as a carpenter. And these are things that I'm having to reinforce with him, too, because we we have no shortage of ideas. The thing is, working on one idea at a time all the way through to completion. And Russell Brunson tells us in the high-level mastermind I'm in with him, like, don't even start a second funnel until the first funnel that you've created has made you a million dollars. And what does that force you to do? It forces you to get in there and roll up your sleeves and figure it out. It forces you to fix all the things that are broken. It forces you to create better headlines and better offers and better products. It forces you to build your community and nurture your leads, right? Because you're not free to build a second one or a third one or a fourth one until you get that first one to a million dollars. But man, oh man, would that be life-changing to have one funnel that you got to a million dollars? Well, then you've qualified for two comma club within click funnels and it's going to be life-changing for you, right? I mean, even if you say, well, it's well, Christy, it's a million dollars in revenue and that doesn't mean I have a million dollars of profit. Okay, so even at really low profit margins, like 25 or 30%, you're still going to have an extra 250 or 300 grand that you can do something with right? Would that change your life? I bet it would. And if not, why are you buying the lottery tickets that you're buying every week, right? Because you're expect you're thinking something would change your life, right? And maybe it's the lottery and maybe it's not. Probably it's not. So I just want to put that out there. I hope this has been helpful for you today because these are the four steps that I use and I'm constantly having to keep in front of me to focus on execution, execution, execution. There are people who are in the same space I'm in who have been able to achieve what I've achieved in 10 years in two years. And the reason is, is because they execute much faster than I do. Those of you that sit back and think and research and talk and plan and, you know, get get high on the vision and never really follow through on the execution are going to be way further behind than those that get a little bit of feedback and go execute. They get an idea and then they run with it. And so this is my effort to push you to say, you got a window here. The economy is going to suck for a little while. It's time for you to double down on creating multiple streams of income so that you're sort of economy proofing your life, right? So you have multiple streams of income. You're not just relying on your job. You're not just relying on your online income. And don't buy into the fact that, oh, well, nobody's spending any money right now. So it's a terrible time to launch a podcast or a terrible time to launch a course. That's crap. There is still consumer, I, I listened to Kathy Wood of ARK Investments the other night, and one of the things she is so puzzled about is that consumer spending is still off the chain. And if you don't believe me, get out there and travel. Every airline is packed beyond belief. Every airport is overflowing. You can't get a rental car. People are still spending money. Even if they're spending it on debt or they're they're spending it on credit and they're not saving like they used to. So people know what they can afford to spend and they're still spending right now. So 
put your stuff out there and don't let all the talking heads tell you it's a bad time. Oh, I'm going to have to back away from my podcast. I get so frustrated with so many people. I had one last month that a, a client's like, uh, Christy, I got to pull back on my podcast until I get in better financial shape. And the reality is you have all the tools you need. But if I look at your podcast, you're not selling anything. So sell something for goodness sake. You'll ne- no one ever earned a dollar anywhere until something was sold. And you say, well, I don't like to be sold or whatever. You know what? Whatever job you have depends on something being sold, right? I mean, it, it's, just, it's just the nature of the game. So somebody somewhere has to sell something or you don't eat. And you might, you're, maybe you're not the one directly selling it, but somebody somewhere has to sell something if you want to eat. And my thing is cut out all the middleman, cut out whatever, and just go create it for yourself and sell it directly to your listeners and your audience members. So hope that's helpful for you. Uh, We do have this summer, I'm doing a challenge. I'm doing a podcast monetization challenge. And if you would like to join it, you can just simply go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. Now, it's a five-day challenge. It's a free challenge. You can get in it, but we're really focused on what monetization can you do quickly to get money coming in from your podcast and what's the best path for you to do long-term. Because sometimes what you're going to do is you're going to want to launch something quickly, get some money coming in so that then you can potentially have the resources and help that you might need to do what you really want to do long-term. But that's what we're going to be doing. If you want to go to the challenge, you want to come and learn for free and actually really focus on executing because it's going to be five intense days of execution, go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I hope to see you there. And I hope above all that you have an awesome, awesome week. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Oh, no, no, no. We're not advertising for Facebook anymore because we're pulling all of our communities off of Facebook. So if you want to come join the real community of people who are looking to monetize their podcast, podcastsuccesshub.com. Go to podcastsuccesshub.com and I'll see you there because I'm not going to be on Facebook. You guys have an awesome one. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you about the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse not to join. And even if you say, well, Christy, I can't make it on the certain time of day, whenever the um, challenge is, we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them, even if it's not where you can join us live. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I can't wait to see you there.